You only have one life to live, so get the most out of it. On Good Life, Great Life, join me, Brian Highfield, and my guests as we share success stories, habits, mindsets, and lessons learned by successful people. These lessons are not taught in schools, but are critical for getting ahead in life. Whether you want a successful business or career, optimal health, or a lifestyle that most people just dream of, Good Life, Great Life has you covered. After retiring from a successful corporate career in my 40s, I founded multi-million dollar businesses in the sports and healthcare arenas. Now, I help everyday people maximize their lives and speak regularly at seminars, on podcasts, and radio shows to share principles on the topics of health, wealth, and happiness. Don't let a good life get in the way of a great life. Join me today on Good Life, Great Life. Well, welcome to another episode of Good Life, Great Life. And we have a special guest. We have Chris Heilman, who uh, is the founder of Hoogalite. So welcome to the program, Chris. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we want to get to know you a little bit. So can you give us just a little bit of uh, a brief rundown of your background and uh, what you're all about? Yeah. So my background, I've been in sales since the beginning of my career. Um, so I had about 12 years sales experience prior, prior to getting into full-time entrepreneurship um, and really getting into sales in the first place. That was a um, really encouraged by my, my dad. He was in sales for a long time and I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So sales seems like it had like an obvious kind of segue into the road for entrepreneurship. Um, I currently co I co-founded Hoogalite the Growing Candle with my wife, Cynthia. Uh, we started in our basement um, in June of 2017. And uh, within five months, we expanded into a manufacturing facility. We just went through a recent expansion. Um, we moved into our new space about four, four or five months ago. We have 85,000 or 8,500 square feet over here. And uh, kind of our bigger accolades, uh, we were featured on Forbes. Uh, we've been featured on Good Morning America five times, actually. Wow. Like, uh, live national television. Um, and each one of those segments, we, we ended up moving anywhere between, you know, seven to 15,000 units of product. So um, uh, success started off really slow and then all of a sudden it came too fast. And, you know, now we're just trying to uh, uh, get the growth to move at a speed that we're comfortable with. Awesome. So what, what was the inspiration for, for creating this business? How did you get started? So this business uh, specifically... Uh, really was the, the the idea and my wife's vision for the product. Uh, we we both had the intent of going into business together, being uh, business partners um, for for quite some time. But the question was, what do we do, um, and what type of business or business model would we want to undertake? We chose e-commerce just because of the flexibility it would give us with our our, our family life. Um, compare, comparing e-commerce to tr traditional retail, uh, the capital investment upfront is very low. Mm -hmm. um, if you have employees that call off, you can still generate revenue um, and you're open 24 hours a day. So, uh, and, and also depending upon where you source your products, uh, it gave us the opportunity to see the potential of having an absentee business that'll give us the ability to travel, spend more time with their kids, have more freedom with our time and our money, you know, all, all the things that people normally want when they start the business. So. Um, that, that was really the kind of the, the, the reason for doing it. But the, the reason we decided candles, uh, my wife um, was, was a big candle nut. She's uh, spent a lot of money in like artisanal soy candles and, and, you know, tried to make them as healthy as possible, as clean and burning as possible. 
And we're also into uh, sustainability and trying to be less waste uh, in, in our, our personal personal lives. And we just got really tired of having all these candle containers and figuring out what do we do with them when we're done. So uh, we, we tried to save them and repurpose them. And what happened is we just had a cabinet that was just full of empty candle jars. Yeah. <laughs> and we never really found a purpose for it. So around that time, we were in the process of developing, you know, like we, we knew we were doing e-commerce. We, we didn't know what our product was going to be. We were kind of exploring a couple different options and figuring out where to source those options. Um, and my wife said, I think I can, there's a product that I wish I could buy. I wish I could buy a product that had a second use for this candle container. She just decided to make a prototype and, um, and, uh, you know, four or five different product development conversations later, we came up with a growing candle and the growing candle is a, uh, a unique product in of itself. We pour our, the, the candle wax into these really pretty artisanal, uh, uh, ceramic planter pots. So they're actually planter pots that we pour the candle into. So the idea is once the wax is completely gone, part of our packaging includes seed paper. So the consumer, once, once, once the, the candle's burnt, the container's empty, you fill the pot up with soil and you plant the seed paper that comes with the packaging inside the container and you can grow a wildflower garden right in your own home. Now, and then it sounds like a wonderful idea. And I'm looking at pictures of them on, on your website here, uh, thegrowingcandle.com. Um, and so, it, I mean, you really found this ditch and, and it's, the timing is really cool too, because everybody's talking about sustainability, um, reusability, um, less waste. And, and so you really hit a niche here that, uh, is, is, is very popular right now. Did you do any market Thank research you. or anything at, at the time, or is this just. It was the market research that we did, um, was I, we, we physically wanted to get out and test the product with, with real live people. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember, I got some advice early on that uh, it, it's one thing for your friends and family to say like, oh, that's a great idea. You should absolutely go after it and, 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 and follow your dream. It's another thing to have a complete and total stranger uh, approach you cold um, and like your product enough to s separate themselves with their money. <laughs> um, so the, the question is, what kind of response would we get from people who aren't invested into us as individuals and aren't invested into our success? Uh, so what we did, uh, again, this is June of 2017. Um, we ordered just enough product to, 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 to go to craft fairs. And our first event was a music festival, which turned out to be, uh, we didn't have very good product market fit. It, was, it turned out to be just this big drunk fest. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was like 10,000 people there. There's, yeah. there's other vendors. Um, it, it ended up being a really good time, but the, uh, a lot of the people who would show up to our, our tent who, who actually happened to be in the target, target demographic we wanted to go after, we kept hearing over and over, uh, oh my God, I love this idea. You guys should go in Shark Tank. This is fantastic. Um, that event, we had one person buy 15 candles, wow. um, like a $250 order to, to stow away in their closet for holiday gifts. And um, that first event, and with my sales background, my wife's sales background, and really knowing what our margin was going to be in this product, so like we, we knew that, okay, I know that worst comes to worst, I could go out and sell enough of these, these candles every month to hit our personal break even. Um, so we, we at least knew that and we knew that there was a potential for a business there. So um, I, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend this to very many entrepreneurs who are just starting off, but we actually just jumped straight into it. And uh, we started doing it full time within 
30 days of having that experience. So for the first five or six months, um, we did the whole craft show circuit in Cleveland, and that gave us the ability to really refine our fragrances. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's really remarkable that friends and family will smell something and say like, oh, this is great. I really like it. But if you give it to a stranger who doesn't know you, just watch their facial expression. You'll yeah. figure out whether or not they like it or they think it's just like absolutely terrible. And um, so that that first six months of you know testing the fragrances, uh, many of those fragrances we still have today. But every time we come up with a new fragrance, we get out in front of real life people to test them again. Because the hard part about e-commerce, you're never seeing your customer's reaction when they open up the product. Um, you're getting feedback after the fact, after they've had a little chance to, to think about it and, and, and stew. Um, so that gave us uh, a lot, a lot of direction on where we should, we should go from a product development standpoint and uh, what elements we're missing that our customers really expected to see. Do, uh, do you do anything with social media um, to engage with customers or maybe get those reactions from them through social media? Yeah, yeah. So my wife, um, we've had a really um, strong kind of like, uh, uh, kind of like grassroots, like just my, my wife just has a lot of high activity on, on social media. Um, Instagram specifically, uh, she does a lot of reels right now. She's doing a lot of reels. Mm -hmm. Um, but really from the beginning, she, she invested really heavily into our social media platform to, to try to, um, keep engagement up. The problem that we had, um, I told you that we kind of grew a little bit too quick, uh, with us being artisans and we do us doing our own manufacturing. Once we picked up the Good Morning America contract, uh, all of a sudden we were, had to shift all of our energy that was geared towards engaging with our customers and um, engaging with our customers in really product development. And all of a sudden we had to turn around and say like, okay, we need to make a lot of these products and all of our energy went into manufacturing. So we're really working right now to kind of like rebuild that momentum and um, rebuild that engagement with our, our customer base. Um, just because, you know, one thing that you don't hear a whole lot um, is the division of labor is really difficult with small teams. Um, so especially if, if you have like a, a quick little jump in growth, all of a sudden there's too much for everybody to do. And um, you have the option to either, uh, you know, work more hours, um, which in our case isn't, was, wasn't an option with having two small kids at home. Uh, we we're already working as many hours as we, could, we, we had available. Um, and the other option is to hire more employees, which comes with its own set of challenges. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talked about e-commerce, you know, kind of all the benefits there. And it's because it's, a lot of people, I, if they're thinking about starting a business, they don't necessarily consider e-commerce or they don't know enough about it. I mean, they think of traditional ways of like opening up a brick and mortar shop or buying a franchise and, and things like that. And so you talked about um, e-commerce, just giving your family the flexibility to be wherever you, you want to be, you know, it's, it's on the internet. So people can, can go there to, to place orders. And I like what you said about um, that. If employees caught off sick or something, it didn't stop you from, from making money yeah. there. I guess the flip side, and you kind of touched on it, is you could, and it's a good problem, I guess, but you could have a huge influx of orders that you need to fulfill now, um, and that could, that creates a different set of challenges for you. Yeah, those are the problems that we like to have, and we try yeah. to stay in that 
<laughs> in that room as much as possible. Um, you know, and, and the thing is about business, uh, you know, the, the wins uh, aren't as frequent as you would like. And, and when you're not winning, it feels like you're never going to win again. And then once you're, you are winning and, and, and things are going great, it feels like it's, it's going to be like that forever. Um, we found ourselves in the uh, kind of unintentionally in the gift giving niche. Um, we, we thought we were getting as much into the candle industry uh, which candle industries um, has a little bit of season of seasonality, uh, but it, it's pretty consistent year round. People burn candles in the summer, people burn candles in the winter. Um, that's not necessarily true with gift giving. Um, we, we found that there are a lot of people who burn our products just as their, their, their normal daily, like this is my favorite candle and this is what I burn in my house. Uh-huh. Um, but we find very often um, Mother's Day and kind of the, months leading up to Christmas, especially the 45 days leading up to Christmas, um, are, are really when we have to uh, just be, be poised to strike. And that's where we make most of our money. Awesome. So uh, what, what advice would you have or what are some keys to your success that someone thinking about starting a business, maybe they have a great idea um, and they ask you for their advice? What, what would you say to them? Uh, well, yeah, I actually get this question from like friends and family quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Invest in it yourself is, is the primary thing. Uh, my wife and I, we, we, read, we read a ton. We listen to a lot of podcasts. So the fact that your listeners are listening to this podcast in the first place is a great place to start. Um, I started a new habit, and my wife actually just started this as well, too. We wake up at 5 a.m. every day and uh, give ourselves a good solid like hour and a half to two hours just to read and to invest into ourselves. Um, and that could be uh, marketing books, e-commerce specific books, st- books on startups. Um, my wife's reading a lot on um, uh, just brand identity. And I, I went through uh, like a four month period last year where I was, I was reading a book a week. Um, and I, I kind of look back at that as like the, the the period in my career where I, where I grew the most in our business, uh, it kind of accelerated the most. So I'd say start there, start with yourself. Um, and secondly, uh, just take action and just test. If you don't have to, I was always intimidated by the idea of starting a website and you hear a lot about A-B testing mm-hmm. and you know, it is a lot of a lot of the testing sounds technical and it sounds very difficult to get into and difficult to start, but you don't have to test online. Uh, your end user is a real live breathing human being. Uh, figure out where they're at and get your product out in front of them. Um, and, and for us, that was craft fairs and, and you know, for um, other business models, it's, you just need to identify your customer and, and figure out how to get in front of them and um, always keep innovating as well. Awesome. Great advice. Now, be honest. Is it because you have kids that you get up at 5 a.m. or are you making a, a purpose to get up at 5 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, the well, the getting up at 5 a.m. is because we have kids, but we have to kind of squeeze productivity in where we can. Um, so, uh, my wife and I were just having a conversation about this with, with entrepreneurship. Our, our, it's not that you work more or less than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Often you work more. Um, they're the season of our businesses where we do work less, but uh, our, our day, our work is structured, kind of broken up in our day differently than most people. So I'll, I'll work for a couple hours early in the morning before my kids wake up. Um, when my son takes a nap, my daughter does quiet time. And that's another hour and a half window for me to work. And um, uh, my wife and I have a schedule where we kind of like 
transition with the kids on different days of the week. Uh, so we got when you have little kids, you kind of have to kind of take the productivity or take the wins where you can get them. Yeah. Yeah. And I can identify with that. I mean, we, we have a four-year-old and so my wife and I, we take turns so that we can give ourselves time to, uh, to work, yeah, work our business. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, so your four-year-old is she in preschool or? Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's preschool. Um, yeah. So he's, so we um, alternate who, who drives in there and picks them up and things like that and, and trade-offs uh, there just to give ourselves a time. And I, I think you need that for a good, good life balance and, and just oh, keep yeah, your, keep, keep your mental state uh, <laughs> healthy. <laughs> uh, and I love what you said about, you know, reading and stuff. And that's something I've tried to do because I, I haven't, I've got a very short attention span, so it's hard for me to read. I've written three books, but it's still hard for me to read. But I like what you said, and that's something that I <laughs> practice as well, is get up in the morning and try to read something, even if it's just five, six, ten pages uh, of a book. And you'll be amazed how many books you can get through over the course of time. How um, can people reach out to you if they want to learn more about The Growing Candle and check this stuff out? Where can they go? Uh, so the best place would be just to follow us on Instagram. The growing, uh, it's at The Growing Candle. Um, like I said, we're really active on Instagram. Everything that we do is on Instagram first, and then it kind of like flows into other communication channels. Um, me personally, I'm also on Instagram as well. As well. It's, it's at Chris Heilman. Um, but you're just mostly going to see a bunch of pictures of, you know, little kids running around <laughs> on there and stuff with the family. Um, yeah, I'd say that Instagram would be the best and, uh, or, or sign up for our email list, um, at thegrowingcandle.com. Awesome. Now, it's cool that you, you've been on Good Morning America several times, and I, I've seen other things, Forbes, HGTV, uh, NPR. Um, I, my last question is, is around how, how, did, how did that all come about? Did you hire a PR firm, or, or how, did, how did you get that type of exposure? Yeah, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up agencies, because if I'm going to give advice to young entrepreneurs is don't hire an agency. <laughs> Chances <laughs> are, if you're, if you're bootstrapping your business, um, you're probably not well-funded enough to hire an agency. You're probably gonna be throwing your money away. Um, and a big, big piece of it is like the incentives don't really line up. Um, an agency, they're going to be motivated to achieve whatever your short-term KPIs are. But as an entrepreneur, if you're trying to build a long-term profitable business, uh, that value is going to be in your brand and how people perceive your brand and, and how, how they feel when they interact with your company. Um, so we have used agencies in the past, but not for PR. We've used some for paid social for Facebook and Instagram. Um, we have always just, we've just been a really scrappy company from the start. And uh, actually the way that we got in contact with you is through Haro. Um, Haro is uh, help a reporter out. Um, my, my wife actually read about it in a book, you know, a marketing book that she was reading early on about how to uh, market yourself and market an online business. And um, Haro, the way that Haro works, if your readers are, or listeners are unfamiliar with it, um, anybody who is a freelance uh, photographer, or not photographer, a journalist, or, or uh, in your case, a podcaster, mm -hmm. um, if you're looking for guests or um, just opinions uh, from people, you can submit a request on Haro and categorize it based on, um, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for. And Haro sends out these daily mass emails based on that are categorized. So we signed up for anything that was like eco-friendly, gift guides, uh, podcasts about sustainability. Uh, in this case, it was um, business podcasts. And 
when we find something in that email list that we think is uh, interesting, we just submit a pitch. And, um, and it's, it's worked really well for us. Uh, we've, we've got a lot of success from that. Uh, the Good Morning America didn't come from Haro. Uh, it, it was really just more a positioning we were well positioned to take on that type of opportunity when they're looking for it. I think actually one of the purchasers from good morning America received one of our candles as a gift. She opened her, she was like, Oh wow. Like, you know, she felt the experience firsthand and she was excited about it. And, and, you know, that, that kind of led us into the, uh, the, that, that opportunity. So, um, but yeah, I I would really highly recommend um, uh, young entrepreneurs who are trying to reach a national audience to, to get in the habit of, uh, signing up for Haro emails and checking those every day and submitting pitches. Awesome. Yeah, great, great advice. Cause that's, that's a key thing is to, to get that type of exposure, especially like you're saying in an e-commerce business where, um, you know, you're offering it to, you know, basically around the world. Um, that's, that's, that's a good, good, great advice actually. Um, well, we're at the end of our, end of our time here, but uh, really want to thank you, Chris, for being part of our program. Uh, Chris Howman, he is, uh, the co-founder with his wife of Hugulite, which is the Growing Candle company. And you can uh, check them out at thegrowingcandle.com. Thank you for being part of this, Chris. Awesome, Brian. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.